Fancy dots and dozy dots and little antsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, fancy dots and dozy dots and little antsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Fancy dots and dozy dots and little antsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, fancy dots and dozy dots and little antsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? If the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing Mersey Dots and Dozy Dots and welcome back to um, another episode of Three Fish in a Percolator, a Twin Peaks podcast. I am Harrison Coford. I am joined by my two regular hosts, McKenna Guttery. Hello. Bradford Taylor. Hi. And <laughs> our frequent guest and well, second time guest now, Sarah Coford, my wife. Four fish, baby. The four. Yeah, it's, it's four fish. In a, it's four fish in a percolator. Um. So tonight, we're going over the episode. It's episode six altogether, but it's listed as five. I've voiced my concern and hatred for this, where they count the second episode as the first episode, and the f- first one's just called The Pilot. It's not counted yeah. in, like, the... It's... I told you. Do other shows do that, though, or is this just specifically for... No, other shows do that. Okay. It's just this is why so I annoying. always got really embarrassed and confused in baseball as a kid. You brought this up home, before. I thought the home plate... <laughs> I'm not even going to continue, because I've already said it. Never mind. I think it's hilarious that you're just like, you have that card ready to play in this conversation. It should have taken two seconds for you to be like, oh, that's not home. No, every year. Oh, that's not for space. Every year. (laughs) And then you should just be fine from that point on. I know I should. You know what McKenna's like? like, Wait, oh, it's not 13 o'clock? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it goes to one after 12. Oh. McKenna. Oh, I'm never going to be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. McKenna's like uh, Lucy with like this phone transfer. No, like, please do not compare like, me to it's Lucy. It's like the second base, and then there's the third. And then Guys, when, but uh, when you, it's it's home. It's not fourth base. Yeah. And you don't start on fourth base. It's you start at home. Frick you. You go I on a trip, you, and then you come back circle. home. That you compared me to that woman. Uh, she supplies all the goodies. She do- Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, we're already starting with Sarah bringing points to the board without <laughs> any evidence to back it up. Um, Your hands are turning red from that. It's Play-Doh, everybody. So, um, <laughs> before we get started, we're going to go uh, head to the bookhouse real quick and cover some fan stuff. You. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's been a few weeks. We haven't gotten together in a bit. No bookhouse time. I'm sorry, I won't talk to you until we're in the bookhouse. Oh, okay, okay. I'm so sorry, Brad. What were you saying? <laughs> I was saying it's been a minute since we've been together. It's true. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, we, we took we had a couple two we had two weeks off of which we've actually been able to do because we're so far ahead recording. We're just so much better than you. Well, I know you were worried. You about guys are, that. I say, you're all covering bases that no one's worried about. Mm. Also, Brad, you're just you, saying there might be more news than usual because it's been a minute. But Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we've just had a lot of good. There's, I mean, there's no news with Wisteria yet. Um, nothing down the pipeline about that yet. But we just had a lot of good fan interactions on our Instagram account. It's been great. Mm. And uh, it's been fun being following so many there's so many twin peaks accounts 
There's so many of them. Yeah. They're all like really great. Well, and there's like some really like specific ones like mingled with other TV shows. Yeah, there's like a 30 Rock one. There's a Seinfeld one. There's a 30 Rock one. Yeah, it's really great. 30 <laughs> Walk really With Me. That's really funny. 30 <gasps> Walk With Me. Uh, so that's a great yeah. name. It's, yeah. That's really funny. You're welcome, 30 Walk With Me, for me getting that reaction in here. Never watched um, 30 Rock. It's so good. Yeah, it's good. Sarah and I started watching it again. So, um, yeah, just want to say. Kenneth is almost Kyle MacLachlan. Kenneth? In like his childlike wonder? Yeah. Okay, okay. It's Kenneth, like the very southern polite. Yes. Fellow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. love him for okay. no reason. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, um, just want to say thank, like, shout out to the uh, fan account, Tsa. and uh, yeah, it's been really great. Has it been mentioned on this podcast that Brad has a personal message from Kyle McLaughlin? No. Oh my gosh! I don't want to embarrass not- him. No, that's amazing. That's not I feel like that's cred right there, like major street cred. For those of you at home, uh, the cred was, I do a lot of drawing, and it was like one of those fan art, fan art Friday things that he does. But it was a it was Christmas, Christmas one. one. Yeah, participated. Your in Christmas that. that Christmas art, like alone, by itself is yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Very Thank cool. You. Bradford Taylor that, Art, which was cool. At Bradford Taylor Art on Instagram. Yeah. Well, yeah, and if you go on his feed, it's in you know? there, which was cool. <laughs> Sent me a little video, <laughs> told me to smoke a cigarette, which I didn't do, but I, I will eventually. I'll be around to it. <laughs> Once I get the courage to do it. Yeah. Every night, Brad goes to a Seven Eleven, and he he just stands outside and he looks inside and putting like, a cigarette in my mouth. <laughs> do it, you coward! You do can it. light it. <laughs> And you're looking at that message from Kyle. Like he told you, he playing told it, you to, Brad. I'm sweating. Okay. Wait, what if you never amount to what you are supposed to until you have that cigarette that he told you? Then I guess it'll take a week or something until I do it. <laughs> like tomorrow, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, tonight's episode was written by Mark Frost, the co-creator of Twin Peaks, and it was directed by Leslie Linka Gladder. What else has she directed? I'm just curious. She just does bunches a bunch of TV. Okay. She uh, <clears throat> she's just really seasoned and works on a bunch of different stuff. But um, I have a question. How yes. do people get picked to direct Twin Peaks? Usually, like, do you sign up? Like, how does it work? Is there a list? Can I get on it? What's going on? <laughs> so Mark Frost was a uh, staff writer for a bunch of different TV shows. So he probably knows a bunch of directors from those shows and brought them over here. But at the same time, like, the season finale for this season was directed by Mark Frost, and the season premiere was directed by David Lynch, and then episode three was directed by David Lynch. So it's like, it's people who are involved with it. The editor, the main editor on Twin Peaks, he directed the second episode. So it's kind of like a family affair. And it's like the friends of the people who are also in the in the business, or someone who you think their style would fit. I can imagine uh, <clears throat> directing TV could be pretty rigid. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, you have to I be mean, really quick. Directing performances and stuff could be, I think that like there's something you could do there. But as far as like how you're going to compose what you're doing, it's usually pretty flat. Like if you're yeah. directing Fresh Prince of Bel Air, it's like, well, the cameras don't really move. They stay no, here yeah. and this mm-hmm. is the stage. Yep. So we can't move them at all. Yeah. So like you don't have a lot of choice in this. But <clears throat> this had like a very unique uh, fingerprint to it. There's a lot of totally. different things that repeated it. It felt like cohesive and stuff, but it did feel different. Which yeah. It was really cool. Um, and I think Leslie Linka Gladder, as we go throughout, she, I mean, just her direction of this is like, it's just so like 
fine-tuned and so perfect opening shot of Of the moon well yeah there's that but then like specifically when you see cooper like reaching for his watch and And then he swivels around she does that a lot yeah and you hear like the clogging the singing guys in the background and it's just like that was really cool because at first i forgot I forgot what that scene was. So I was like, what is even going on here? I don't yeah. Know. I just thought really seeing his hands, you didn't know who it was. Yeah. And eventually you put it together, but yeah, no, I thought so too. <laughs> she adds a lot of mystery to, to the show, which um, mystery is really great. <laughs> okay. And with that, uh, I think we're going to listen to the log lady intro for this week again. Does that sound good? Yep. I play my part on life's stage. I tell what I can to form the perfect answer. But that answer cannot come before all are ready to hear. So I tell what I can to form the perfect answer. Sometimes my anger at the fire is evident. Sometimes it is not anger, really. It may appear as such, but could it be a clue? The fire I speak of is not a kind fire. That's really great. Um, I love how she talks about, like, (coughs) basically anyone who wants to listen to her has to wait for it. When they're ready, she she won't give information until someone's ready to hear it. Mm -hmm. It's really great. She's kind of a spiritual figure for Twin Peaks. I love that. fire talk you know what i mean so she talks yeah. this episode and the w- one before she talks about fire so much and i wonder like and maybe this is just me speculating but I, there has to be a connection between fire and the red curtains i don't know like the red curtains and the way that they ripple like that looks like flames and in this episode there was Absolutely. so much talk about red curtains i, I just they were talking that, about that red curtains she, yeah. she talks about it was the fire hides in the smoke the main clue that got them to like know that Jacques had like a cabin or yep. like wanted them to make mm-hmm. them investigate yep. he's like oh, because of the red curtains. curtains in my dream yeah well so he saw the curtains in the dream it's in the back it's in the picture with Laura it's in the log lady's house and then they talk about burning the mill that's a fire and starting a fire and then they and it's the fire walk with me and then she says that like people cowards hide like fire in the smoke but I also wonder like I wonder if the fire also is symbolic of a certain character you know? Oh yeah, like Nadine. I, Nadine, <laughs> definitely Nadine. Oh my gosh, no, like she's got but a fire going. You think like a or fire will just Harriet. It has no control. Or Harriet. <laughs> or Harriet. Fire no, just I, burns. I agree. It's I it's destroying. It's destructive. Laura at all? Yeah. Oh yeah, fire walking. There was me. a I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that's where a part of what she's it. talking about too that I think has to do a lot with like ideas and like inspiration. Uh, from like other things that David Lynch has talked about and the way that David Lynch talks about ideas and inspiration. Yeah. They're very similar where it's like, yeah, the inspiration is not going to come to you until you are ready for it. And ideas are not going to unfold themselves to you until you are seeking them and you're ready to like, because I can imagine as someone that he is like, so ready to, I think like commit to, um, certain scenarios story-wise or certain like, situations that he hasn't quite figured out what they mean yet yeah you know mm-hmm. and so like he has always been an advocate of in the way that he talks about writing the way he talks about directing as being something that's like you just need to like keep like keep looking for those answers like you won't understand you'll understand more and more yep. it, he's of yep. the thing where it's like if you have an idea and it's a singular good idea 
it'll connect to other ideas and then you just have to let it unfold not knowing like if what you're making makes sense yeah <laughs> yep Which but he's cool. also the director that is like or writer creator that is just kind of like you have to work for this i'm not going to just spoon feed you the answer yeah. and so i mean log lady acts like that too kind of yeah. like i'm not going to tell you what all this means but you have to work for it. also it's like she well, said any david lynch thing you know yeah. what i mean it's yep. like totally you have to you have to really work for it you have to be an active participant in the audience good idea yeah I good point i feel good like point. this episode is a little bit different though because um in every episode like i mean you're right of course we're not going to get all the answers right away but i feel like we have been given so many clues like just like slapped in our face left and yeah, right totally but this episode was different for me because i feel like it was the smoke it was oh, like yeah. it was like oh my it was we're so getting smoky to the fire. like we couldn't really Girl, make out all the you're killing it right now i'm loving this the you know and, and there it goes <laughs> i'm like there oh oh <laughs> 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 um all right with that shall we uh is we go let's go <laughs> Bugs. <laughs> Wait, no. Oh, you took him away. <laughs> she needs it to focus. All right. Does it have like sand in it? Sand? sand? Have you ever? <laughs> have, sand. have you ever had a stuffed animal that has sand? They in have it? the little beads in their. Butt. If stuffed animals had sand in up. them. Oh my gosh! I'm <laughs> right. I'm talking about. <laughs> Actually, I think they're beans. The beads. Yeah, they are. Yes, Beanie baby yeah. beans. But not sandy babies, okay? They're not sand. Why would they put sand in there? Okay, sorry, I'll stop saying bad words. Except sometimes I would put sand in balloons. Garbanzo beans. Tie them up and, and throw them at people. You would beat your wife with them like Leah okay. Johnson does with a sock full of butter. Butter? Butter soap. sock. Sock with the butter. Oh, wait, the butter sock is from iCarly, but the soap sock is from Twin Peaks. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. Can I Carly feet stuff in Twin Peaks? Uh, anyway. All right. So at first we see a full moon. It's gorgeous. And then we go into the uh, Great Northern Suite in which Dale Cooper is sleeping, or at least trying to. I'm, 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 I'm like, my mind wants me to go into full audiobook mode right now. Yeah. But I'm just going to move through the beats. Man sing and clap, disturbing the sleep of Agent Cooper, who makes a voice note You're to doing Diane. Exactly what you said you weren't gonna do. <laughs> that he has been awakened at four a.m. and asked her to send him earplugs. Okay, wait. Something I thought when I watched the scene was, when does he send these tapes to her? Is he sending them to her? Because yeah, obviously he's do you requesting think he's crazy? things. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm just saying like you we never, we never see him like. There's never that? any shot of him putting the tape, taking a tape out or going to the post office. Like, I got it's two just words him for you. recording I got it. three words for you. Oh, three now. Okay. Andy and Lucy probably do it for him. You're like, hey, Lucy, you're not doing anything. Uh, Lucy does quite a bit. I, uh, she's got he's a He's also only been in town for like four or five days. That's too. true. 
Yeah, how wild is that? But he's recording. He's recording a lot. On day three of him being there, he asked Diane to start looking at real estate there. Yeah, he was. That's awesome. He was simping hard for Twin Peaks immediately. I would too, though. That sounds like this is talking so about Also, you but you would he be like the first the local female member of the podcast boys. Oh, for sure. Think, I'd even put on a fake mustache for it. Uh, I for think what? no, I think I said she'd be the first female member of the Bookhouse Boys. Oh, I think you. I think you. Honorary member. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we let her. We let her take care of the motorcycles out front. <laughs> I'm like scrubbing them. Like, hmm. <laughs> can I join the meetings now? Okay. Can I come in? Uh. So Cooper then next morning enters the dining room <laughs> as the singing continues and the waitress tells him that the men are a business junket from Iceland. So then he sits down, and in the back left of the frame, we see Audrey. He remembers when she came in. Answer. Oh, it was incredible. Her, her theme that. starts playing immediately when she walks in. So Audrey comes in. She offers to help Cooper with his case, but he tells her to go to school. She sits down. She's like, I got a job. Like, I'm an, am I an adult now? She's like, I got a big girl job. And then he's like, that's cool, but I don't have time to listen to it. And then basically... She's like, I could come help you out. He's like, back when I was in high school, we had school on Wednesdays. And then, I know I was like slam dunk. I don't know. I, I know. just was like, way to keep the children in school, Agent Cooper. That's because you're a teacher. Amen. I'm a hardworking girl just like Audrey. <laughs> oh <my laughs> or the principal of Twin Peaks High. Sound Q- 35. Sorry. Right? Uh, Q Dolly Parton 9 to 5, baby. Oh. <laughs> Sarah's never listened to this podcast. She has no idea what the format of how we do this. I don't know anything. I'm just here to have a good time. So then <laughs> Cooper is like, I have pictures to prove that I was once a boy. And. <laughs> <laughs> In not, not so many words. I wasn't always a beautiful woman you see before it's, you now. You know exactly what kind of kid he was, though. He's like scrawny, like eighth grader with a giant calculator watch, wife beater, skinny but with a little muscle and his you know, hair slicked back hey, and you, he's laying okay. down like this. You know exactly what <laughs> kid I'm talking about. Laying down like this? What are you talking you, about? You know, like, She's doing the George Costanza You know how Stanza people right like yes. lay in front of groups, like the kids that lay in yeah, front of groups? Yeah, that's him. He played soccer. He still and has. He definitely played soccer. His pants to his nipples. Okay. Oh, for sure. Okay. Shorts up body. to here. Yeah. He still has the body of an eighth grade. Brad, I want to hear what you think about this. It's so easy to see it. I want to hear what you think about this. What? I feel like Cooper has a kindred spirit in another show. Huh. Ted Lasso. Okay. Yeah. I could see them having the same kind of worldview of being curious about everything. Yeah. And being like open minded and stuff like that. And yeah. kind of like the rules matter in they a way. They would get along great, but that's hard would. to say because I feel like Ted Lasso would get along with everybody. And that's so would Cooper. Yeah. Another great show, if you've never seen Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus it's really or great. whatever. It's really good. Really great. Okay, so then um, Audrey reveals that she's 18, so all of my shipping, like... <laughs> I was waiting for him to... They like, had to do that. 18 is of age. Okay. That's what we're we saying. Know. That's what we're yeah, saying. I'm saying, like, it's... Okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for she he because he's like, how old are you anyways? And she says eighteen. I was waiting for him to like look into look the, at camera. the camera. <laughs> but anyways, that's disgusting. Give Go like full Ferris Bueller on disgusting. it. Disgusting. Okay. So basically, Cooper leaves as Jerry hugs a loud man. Basically, one of the Icelanders is like, ah. Jerry Horn is a wild card. 
Like he's totally a wild card. He's such he's a weirdo. He's one of my faves. If, if, oh, I love if him. Seinfeld were to actually cross over with Twin Peaks, it would be that because Jerry Horn and Kramer would be friends. Oh my gosh! Absolutely, <laughs> that's the connection. That, that would that's be. too much. Yeah, that I mean, the would they do that? Walking through I doors. I definitely see Kramer showing up. Uh, the great oh yeah, eating sandwiches. Oh, yeah. He's always he making weird deals. Flush world. Having a job. Flush world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then we go into Ben Horn's office. He's smoking a cigar, and Jerry comes in. Benjamin's talking about how all the guests were complaining that because the Iceland guys are being so loud, and then Jerry says that they are all excited about the Ghostwood development project. It's important to remember that. That's the same thing that they tried selling to the Norwegians that Audrey ruined at the beginning of the season. It's also interesting that it's called Ghostwood, and yeah. the woods are dark. Remember, the whole point of the Bookhouse Boys is that they're, like there's darkness in the woods. Oh, yeah. I think Truman literally says, Where? there'd be darkness in them woods. <laughs> there's also death in the woods. So, so they're talking about Ghostwood Development Where Project. Where is this Ghostwood property? Do we know that? It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the... It's the, it's the Woods around the mill and around but the Martell house. I think house. that's actually just the name of Ghostwood, right? Because yeah. they're wanting to develop it in those different countries. That's why they have no, 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 no. Investors. These are these are investors who want to pay for it. They want oh, to build, like, in a lodge Twin Peaks. There. Yeah, they oh, want to build okay. a lodge there and like or like apartment housing for them to come visit. Okay, that makes sense. That's why they're that. talking about my air sacs have never felt this full. <laughs> Amen. Let's get these cheesy just where they live. My air sucks. I've never. <laughs> okay, so um, then Ben says he is throwing a gala reception for the Icelandic investors and suggests a visit to One Eye Jacks. He covers one of his eyes. He doesn't need to do any of this stuff. And Jerry is like, I'm so glad we Maybe met. Maybe he knows his daughter has secret tunnels and passageways and peepholes. Well, every time that they. Is it, are they hers or are they? did he make them too? Does he know about them? I hope there's a prequel episode where it shows him making the peepholes. I really hope that there's like, like father, not like daughter. I really hope there's not peepholes into the other rooms at the hotel. Uh, there probably is. Are, yeah, I don't think Audrey would go to the effort to put a peephole in her father's office and not put one in Agent Cooper's room. I'm sorry. But do you think she oh, put them in there? Actually, I'm so saying true. I don't think she put them in there. I think I she just uses them. I hope them. not. I don't know how she would have. I think Jerry might have done it and then forgot he did it. I don't know. Jerry. That's an interesting question. Um, Who put the people? You're forgetting Audrey's older brother. I don't think. I think he's your younger brother. Yeah. I think I think he's older because he, she says younger. He's she says. Wait, younger. no, isn't he 27 and in the third grade? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's older, definitely yeah. older. Johnny. I, I thought that was. Yep, Mike. Johnny. I thought Mike was the 27. Okay, wait. Have they been? T- I'm. I can't remember. And I have. I'm sorry. I'm not caught up on the episodes. Have they been to One Eye Jacks up until this point, or is this our only first? Ben and Jerry have? Only Ben and Jerry, but we Blackie. know we know that One Eye Jacks exists. Yeah, yeah, we're, and and Cooper and and they know about it. Yeah, like the police know about it. Audrey's mm-hmm. been there. Too, we right? has she? I don't think not she has. Yet, not yet. I think she just knows about it, and she now knows that her dad owns it. Because oh. she goes like, One Eye Jacks a place out town. Men go there. Women work there. Mm. You idiot. They work there. Donna, you stupid idiot. So anyway, after... after Donna. After Ben is like, yo, we should go to One-Eyed Jacks. Then Leland enters after um, they talk about Ghostwood and going to One-Eyed Jacks. And Leland is, doesn't look great. Like he, he looks like he was wearing exactly what he wore last episode with that sweater. And he's like, I just want to help. I want to I wanna, like, be distracted. And then Ben's like... 
uh, I think you should go on a trip with Sarah. And then he just starts breaking down crying. He's like, I can't, I don't want to go. I'm so afraid. So then we cut to Jacques' apartment. Uh, the police are searching it and uh, Cooper comes in. It's hilarious. Cooper looks in the box of donuts and then he turns to Harry like, so defeated. Are there any, are there any other donuts? There many, well, isn't he like explaining something to him and yeah, then he, he doesn't they, even regard it? He's just like, yeah. are there any more? <laughs> well, so then what, what, what Truman's explaining is that Jacques used to work at the lumber mill and then he gained weight. And he started attending bar. I don't get. He gained weight, so he could work on some tonnage. Is what, is what he said. Yeah, put on some tonnage. <laughs> That's like the worst way you could say it. And then he started attending bar at the Roadhouse. And then Harry reports that there, no so one wait, is. What, what did he do before? He he worked at the lumber mill. If that ever happened to me, I feel like I'd want <laughs> to not work on my feet. I'd want to have like a sit-down well, yeah, job. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so anyway, Harry reports that no one has seen Jacques for two days, and that it looks like Bernie jumped bail. Uh, Doc Hayward reports that the blood on the shirt is the wrong type to be Laura Palmer's, and but it could be Jock's blood. Is this that's when what they Cooper say? is staring at the ceiling while they're talking to him? Yeah, and then and then yep, that's exactly my next point. Is that Cooper has Truman lift him up and he picks he, he pulls oop and he lifts him alley oop. <laughs> he pulls a copy of Flush World from the that was attached to the ceiling. Know, yeah. We're gonna go over that later. Um, the magazine is a clearinghouse and middleman between readers and advertisers, basically. So it's like. Is that? I guess that means that it's, it's like legal? a dating app. Yeah. Um. Is I don't legal? know if it's legal. I don't, I don't know how you. It's just it's just a way for legal. people to meet people well, to have sex. It's Craigslist before the internet. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. I don't understand. Only the per- magazine does not put you in contact with them. It just forwards the mail. Yep. To the person who advertised yeah, it. And so Jacques like, Renault had that P.O. box, which yep. is where... But I mean, you could send mail to that person with your contact information. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. 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 But so I'm curious. If it's so that like there's that. no contact no, between no, no, the I two. I understand. I just don't know if things like that existed and or were legal. I, I, I think they. they existed, I, oh yeah, totally. But I don't know if those that was legal. I don't know how. I don't know. We'll have, have to get. We'll have to get like the editor flush well, rolled on the horn. Let's just bring our, our lawyer in. Let's bring someone who's older than 23 to answer these questions for us. Um, big brain questions. So then, um, Jacques apparently had represented a transvestite. Who is trying to get together with uh, um, what's her name? Ronette. Huh. That's pretty cool. From Georgia, they they treat tre- treated that treated tread treat treated that. Yes. Anyway, we were like really well for like nineteen ninety. Tweeted. They treated it really well for nineteen ninety. Yeah. I think that subject. No. Yeah, they didn't. They ha- and they will. Yeah. Yeah, and so then there's a picture of Leo Johnson's truck. On a bookmark page too, so he was advertising that he wants to get down, or was he advertising uh, for? Here's here's my question: Was he advertising for himself, or was he advertising for Laura and and Rottenet? It's like long, thick ponytail. Ben Shapiro looks. Ladies can't resist me. <laughs> That's why I'm in this magazine. Big truck, bigger heart. <laughs> Big heart. Like you um, said. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look back at it because I thought that it was on Laura's page. Big sock full of soap. So then um, <laughs> Shelly and Bobby sit down for breakfast and joke about how they will stand up to Leo. Uh, and they do this whole role play that's hilarious with Bobby just waving around that gun. Pointing it directly oh, at, I know at, at Shelly. So She's like, what would you do if Leo was here? And he's like, Acting all tough guy, and then as soon as somebody potentially comes up, he, goes, like, <laughs> he like tries to hide. He's yeah, it's like, great, it's uh, hilarious. And then, so then, and it's so 
the police department sends Andy to talk to Leo by himself. <laughs> so if Leo's home, Andy is supposed to be taking care of their lead well, murder suspect. I'm sorry, but you have to get rid of the weakest link first. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. What does he say? It's not a, it's like, not a serial killer. He says, like, it doesn't hurt if it, there's nothing up there, Andy. I can't remember what he says about oh, when he gets he hit in the head. Oh, the yeah. Uh, can't, uh, well, oh, he also had to do a hand signal to him for, to get more donuts. I <laughs> love that say, so like, much. He didn't say, Andy, get more donuts. He just He's went, like, Andy, hole, get out of here. <laughs> like, he just made a little circle. I think he hand. says, can't hurt where there's no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then. So um, I guess they all just treat him as the village idiot. Yeah, well, so I think, I, think like, I don't think like, he recognizes he it. He's like, has anyone tried to talk to Leo? And she's like, yeah, I think uh, he got a call from someone that works at the bar, I think is what he said. Something like that. Jacques Renault? Okay, Renault? Well, <laughs> if he comes back, tell him don't go anywhere and to call us. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a great detective. So then... Um, <laughs> Shelly talks to Andy with, about Leo, Laura, Jock, like you said, and then Bobby praises her performance. But then Leo calls immediately and asks if anyone has been looking for him. Although he doesn't really. He's like, has anyone been by? She's like, and then she says, no one's been looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, what okay. do you want? No one's looking for you. <laughs> like immediately when she answers the phone. Um, and then Bobby slips a gun into her hands and then the camera goes in as like Leo says, like, I miss you. And she's holding the gun. It's a great shot. Mm-hmm. It's very subliminal. Okay, so then we have the saddest scene of the whole episode. We have Big Ed meeting up with Norma at the gas station. Mm. And they're talking about how, first of all, Nadine is meeting a patent attorney for her silent drape runners, <laughs> which is an awesome plot point. I hate to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so then Norma says that Hank will be returning that day from prison. And Big Ed says that Nadine is not well. And uh, Norma's basically like, okay, looks like we're not going to be doing this. I mean, this is such it sucks. It's such a common trope in oh, dramas. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were high school. Lo- like Riverdale does it right. Like they were, they were high school lovers and they can't be together. But it's like, they are married. They are both married to just total jerks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. They would still be good guys if they just left their marriage. Well, what if they parent trapped it? I feel like I Norma. Like, Norma like highlights that when. Uh, oh yeah! Totally. Yeah, I agree. No, she just she just talks about that with him. She's yeah. like, like she basically says like, life is? this is yeah, this is it doesn't really have to be this way, but this is yeah, this is how it is. Oh yeah. So what I was saying, which is, what, is like, what if they parent trapped it? I don't know. What oh, you mean by that. like what if they got Big Ed and Nadine together? Perfect. Do you think that would work? No. Big Ed and Nadine. No, no, sorry. No, sorry, not sorry, Big Ed. Hank, I know what Hank you meant. and Nadine. I don't know. They're no, both disgusting, I think so. they'd have some very strong criminal, one-eyed, Attraction. like Cyclops children. Ew. I don't remember them tr- trying to get people together in the Parent Trap so that they can make more children. <laughs> okay, well I don't. Because like, well, I, I was thinking along the lines like, you, you <laughs> we we make of parent trapping incorrectly, sir. How funny would it be if that was their end game though, and then we can have this breed of Hank Nadine children? Wait, <laughs> like, is, is, sorry, is it cut? Cut this out if you need to. Nadine is strong now. No, she's well. I mean, she broke the rowing machine, but she hasn't done anything. Okay, so more. she's yeah. just that's yeah. It's just normal strong. Normal okay. Yeah, she's normal, forgetful, weird, one-eyed, silent drape runner. Nadine. 
Okay, so then... Um, it doesn't get better than that, baby. That scene said we have the main theme swelling in the background again, which is used twice in this episode. But then we cut to Audrey sporting a different kind of hairdo, totally working it. A lot better. Good. A lot better it, than it um, the funeral I call one. this haircut the slick back haircut. The, you know, the hairdo is... Um, what's her face's mom in George of the Jungle? You know? Have you seen that movie? <laughs> Not, not enough times recently. No, definitely not enough times. So Ursula, no. that's her name. Ursula's Ursula. Mom. You're thinking of Little Mermaid. No, <laughs> look it up, you guys. She like just because it takes place back. outside doesn't mean that it's George of the Jungle. <laughs> Listeners, email us. Like, I call it the slick back hair. Uh... I call it the George of the Jungle. Mom Lady, interview. listeners, hit us up on our email or on our Instagram page if you can make sense of this for us. Audrey has an interview with Emery Battis, the manager of Horn's department store, and she basically just refuses to start in the wrapping department and instead asks to be in the perfumes. And she she just like seduces Battis like mm. horde. It's incredible. She like she 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 tightens his necktie and everything yeah. like that. So then. Donna meets James in the gazebo. Have we seen this gazebo before? I'm pretty sure we saw it in the pilot. Um, maybe not in a scene, times. but I in, don't know if we've seen it already. But I think we saw it in the pilot opening credits, which is like four minutes long. Anyway, James says that his father did not die when he was ten. James just starts spilling all these facts about his life that are not oh, relevant. That was so weird. And I thought I thought him saying that was going to tie back to no, something he, later. All he said was, we just can't have secrets between it, us. But then Donna doesn't spill any secrets. It's one of the, my favorite parts about this episode is that everything James and Donna gets wrapped up in that one yeah, scene. It's great. Like they could have tried to keep going with it. But they're like, okay. Just say everything we need to know about you right now, and we won't well, look at you for another. We're also, really sick of looking at you. It's kind of funny because, well, okay, so, so this is what he says. He says his dad was a musician, and then he left his family. Mm-hmm. Um, he says his mom's an alcoholic and promiscuous writer. Yeah. And he tells Donna that he does not want to, any secrets between them and that they need to solve Laura's murder so that it doesn't haunt them Which forever. Which is weird because the last episode, I feel like, was the inverse on yep. the relationship where she was like, oh, I love you so much, Kiss kissing me. at the grave. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I love Maddie. Like, leave me alone. But well, I think it's interesting that he's like, you want to solve this murder too? Well, there's this, like, hot chicken town that I think we should hang out with. Oh, yeah. Too. She's like, oh, she could, like, help us... Uh, Look for clues. They literally you know, come to her. To look for clues. They, they literally come to her with like, we don't know what this is, but maybe you could. She's like, I didn't know Laura that well. Yeah. Okay. Like, and then dot dot also, dot. She's like, yeah, but you look like her. Also, so. like, D- Donna and James are like, we know Laura better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then they're also like, like but there's a ton of secrets help. that we don't know, and we <laughs> think she's in danger, and we don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm like. Guys know so far, Jack Squad Audrey seems brain. like she knows the most about Laura. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, um, I agree with that. The officers and forensic team go through Jock's apartment and discover that he managed correspondence for another advertising magazine. They also magazine. find some clown belly men. That okay? That, that, was that, is, that is so yes. The first thing we see, actually, no, we have this awesome, like, cool following shot of on the donuts. The donuts. And then with his gloves on, after touching evidence. He I, eats but, a donut with but before these that, I just want to say the beginning hands. of the scene doesn't love <laughs> The beginning of the scene does not have to be as good as it is. No, it does. With like the following of the no, donuts being so handed genius. out, it's so great. And then we get to Cooper, who's looking at these pictures, and one picture that Jacques Renault has in his apartment that does not have him in it 
is two men with their shirts off and their belly buttons are noses of a clown face. Their faces are painted. Their, their faces are painted. Their bellies are painted to look like faces. And then they're wearing pants that also have yes. arms in the yes. front of a suit over the yes. crotch. It's bizarre. So it looks like there's a little man and it's black with and a white. big head on their belly. And then he's got a whole body below that. I think it's funny that the shot begins on that and yes. then and then tilts down to uh, the picture of the cabin in the you woods. You know, you know, like if I was a director, I would totally do that. Like just put it somewhere. Random, weird in random shots. It'd be like if you pause something or watch it enough, you'd notice mm-hmm. like weird things. Yeah, like that. mostly and I, bellies. Mostly clown bellies. Uh, personally, <laughs> they, they but... weren't clown bellies. They were belly. They weren't clowns at all. <laughs> it was just. It wasn't clown bellies. Clown bellies would be like a person who is a clown that has a face paint is just showing their belly for no reason. <laughs> and they also happen to be Sorry, a Sorry, then it would be called the belly clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually more accurate. Okay. So then we see a picture of the cabin in the woods that has red drapes and... Um, they put it together that the picture of Laura in the magazine has red drapes in the background in it without her face. He also cites that they were the same drapes in his dream. Yep. Which yep. seems, again, Red drapes, odd. big. And I think at some point before this or after this, they keep doing this thing where their faces are stacked over each other like an album cover. Yes. And it's really mm-hmm. fun. It happens the first time there. Really and it's fun. Hawk, it's Hawk, Cooper, and Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy is too busy hanging out with Shelly to be in this shot. He's too busy saying, <laughs> Jacques Renault. <laughs> I came over to see if Jacques Renault was here, and he's not. I don't know if he speaks English, because I heard that he's French. So, Shelly, <laughs> if you speak French, you should come with me in my car. <laughs> <laughs> so then Maddie enters the double R and meets James and Donna. Um, Donna swears Maddie to secrecy, th- and they ask her to look for a se- Laura's secret hiding place. So <laughs> I love her. Like Donna swears Shelly to secrecy. Donna swears Maddie to secrecy. Obviously, they do a blood pact. Continue. <laughs> no, I think she swears her to secrecy. She basically is like, you swear, you you have to promise you won't tell That's anyone. So stupid. It's so high school. It's dope. Uh, you have to promise us that you're not going to tell anyone, or someone could get murdered maybe again maybe they could kill her already she's dead so i guess it doesn't make a difference or well, you're out <laughs> what's Just like, or you don't get to hang on me and my boyfriend ever again <laughs> what's I think is interesting is that they're just like Laura used to talk about the secret hiding place and we just don't know where it is. It's also like what com- what conversations were they have where she Laura's saw, like oh classic Laura she used to always tell us about this secret hiding place. She always <laughs> it's just like well, we know her so well and then it's like but we need you to do some sleuthing. But also I don't know, it just what 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 conversation were you like oh hey where did you get that like cool, those cool stickers yeah. oh I keep them in my secret hiding place oh where's that <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't when you, you like, like to know, know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so then uh, Maddie agrees and they leave the diner so first of all Maddie or so they have a plate of fries on the table with ketchup all over them which uh, is disgusting and it's, Maddie, it's a crime Maddie or- orders a cherry coke and they don't so touch gross. any of the above and then they just leave all of it there <laughs> that's actually true that always pisses me off in TV shows I know. I'm like that's a perfectly good burger yeah it's really annoying pass it over pass it over one of the reasons why they this is gonna be annoying they don't eat a lot of like meals in movies like hot meals because they have zero takes because it's really annoying yeah and you're gonna end up eating a lot of cold food or having but to have like eight plates if you of notice, the same meal ready. Every scene that Kyle McLaughlin has to eat in, he goes all in. Yeah, he well, really like does. Donuts and donuts hold up. Like yeah, but honestly, try, 
probably trying to put on the, the calories. Pie, the coffee yeah, he does. too. I wonder the coffee. I will say in the beginning of this episode, definitely was hot. It's it like how steaming. It's in the fourth episode when he goes to the double R. He's just sitting down, and Truman's like, "You want a piece of pie?" And then Cooper, literally, like, just as genuine as possible. I would love a piece of pie. Like, love- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know, like the bottom is already like, it doesn't feel like genuine. Um, yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like an acting one. thing. He's not overdoing it. He's like, I would love a piece of pie. Why, why, isn't, it already, why isn't it already here? Okay, so then. Um, Are you kidding me? As, you I came? As, not for you. As the three children leave, we. Leslie Linka Gladder swivels the camera around and shows that Hank was sitting behind them. Oh, Sucking on a domino. That was almost the Actually, name of this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> So Hank hears these kids talking and goes Norma and Shelly <laughs> enter the diner with their hair and makeup done and they look back. Yeah, Norma they do says that she's going to take her out to do that. Yeah, like, this, the episode so before. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know that's going to happen, but it was, it was weird. I'm like, why are you coming in looking like 1950s beauty queen? Like and poodles. That was the yeah. episode that was written by a man, too. They're like, maybe we'll go out together as girls and get our makeup no, done really, and do though. our hair. No, really, though. So annoying. And so she had to, like... It's funny how she like had to like follow through <laughs> Wait, with that. I, I like and how made it yeah, so I know. ridiculous. I, I like how McKenna says it's so dumb. Like like it what girls so really want to do is like go rob banks and shoot <laughs> off guns. <laughs> like No, that's not what I'm saying. But I do think it's dumb I that they have just like it's so forced. And, uh, yeah, and just sit in a room other. and each other uh, and watch uh, the Eric Andre show. That's all they want to do. <laughs> they just want to have fun. Okay. Uh, she look comes in looking like Elvis. And, and, and really though, Hank, like, yeah. Hank greets Elvis. Norma and says he will try to earn his way okay. back into Norma's heart. Except, as a married woman, I just want to say that the way he's like, I'll do anything to earn your respect, but first, let me finish this coffee. I'd be pissed. Like, I'd be like, you just asked and you want to earn my respect, but first you're going to drink some coffee. So I see <laughs> what the real second. priority is You know, here. Sarah, you're really pointing out some... Uh, I think I think Hank is a bad guy. I think the guy who just got out of jail is a bad <laughs> uh, guy. Oh, you want to finish your drink before you do what I tell you to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, don't offer your assistance if you're not ready to offer the assistance. Do you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. You'll have some of your drink left. God forbid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. He also <laughs> stares at Shelly's butt as she walks away. Yeah, it's really gross. But then he says that she's like too thin for his liking, and I'm like, he's wait, he says that? Thin. He said that. I think no, I no, s- no, 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 no. Well, he says there's no. She is. She doesn't have a lot of meat on her. Oh, that's disgusting. Which is he said Leo's so is, impulsive. There's not a lot really of meat creepy. on her. That's yeah, really that's creepy. basically saying she's not good enough. You know what I mean? Like he he's like, oh, it's not good thick thing enough. you didn't get a big thick waitress, or I'd be all over that. Where's that cute, the German waitress that laughs like, hee <laughs> What's her name? What's you her name? The German waitress who laughs. You could have said anything about her. You had to be like, cute, the German waitress who laughs like, hee <laughs> <laughs> The only way Sarah could describe this woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, <laughs> Invitation of Love is on the television. The character Montana beats up Chet. <laughs> As Jared watches, and what does he say to him? He says, he's he says like, he's like, oh, oh dang my gosh. It. He's like, he's like oh, don't stand up to me, you little Fruit Loop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You little Fruit Loop. And he knocks him up two, two blocks up he on does. Queer Street. And then Street. the last scene is like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> He does just the Wild West like laugh before they like kill the damsel yeah. distrust. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then it just fades to black. And then we actually, it was hilarious because we did the same thing right before we watched the show without even knowing that was going to happen. Right. <laughs> so Harrison's like, don't ruin my podcast, you little Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. All right, moving on. So that <laughs> we cut to Bobby's parents talking about his behavior problems with Dr. Jacoby at Dr. Jacoby's house. This is Dr. Jacoby's house, by the way. Okay. When we were watching it, Brad thought it was it was Bobby's bedroom. It's not. And then he asked, "Is it his house or office?" It's his office. It's, well, it's like it's he lives there. Sarah doesn't like the game show. Is it his house or office? <laughs> it's his office. <laughs> so then he asked Bobby if he's been doing drugs. Bobby says no, but he but he has been drinking. And then Bobby's like. His parents are like, alcohol, alcohol is a drug. That's the same thing. Does that not count? His mom, does that not count? Does that not count? Jacoby's like, asks his parents to leave so that he can talk to him privately. And he's like, isn't this family counseling? Yeah, he is like that. And he's like, if I don't want to talk to all of you individually. Um, and then, but really, he just wants to like talk about pretty things. Talk about having sex with Laura. He wants to emasculate Bobby. He wants to be like, hey. You're a little baby, and you cried when you had sex are with her. I you? never would have done that if I ever got to have sex with her. <laughs> are we still sure that she he hasn't, he hasn't had sex with her? I don't think so. I, yeah, I, d- I don't. He wasn't able to. What did he say? Penetrate again? those walls. Yes. So Jacoby asked Bobby's parents to leave so that he can talk to him privately, and Jacoby asked Bobby if he cried the first time he and Laura made love, and if Laura laughed at him. <laughs> it seemed very That's specific. So messed like, up. We'll just yeah. go through some basic stuff. Uh, have you ever had any traumatic events? Oh, okay. Uh, maybe. Hit, ever Crying. hit by your parents? No? Okay. Uh, uh, did you did, ever cry after you had sex with that hot girl and she made fun of you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like really so specific. Mean. And then... Uh, it's just like, how do, we, how do you know? Because he was... Cause, and yeah, also, last like, episode, it's important... 3D glasses wearing perv. Like, that's what you want to know. Also, yeah. last episode, Jacoby said that all of the society's problems are of a sexual nature. Mm-hmm. So then... That Bobby, was such a good exchange. That, that was a their, great their exchange. Yeah. Was so awesome. Bobby says that Laura wanted to die. Yeah. That she told him that. And she told him that people were sick and rotten. Yeah. And Jacoby. And she was the most rotten of all. Of, of all. Yeah. Then Jacoby asks if Laura had a terrible secret and says that she wanted to corrupt people. Bobby admits that Laura made him sell drugs so that she could have access to them. This. Okay. That is so. She. Okay. It, her portrait through Twin Peaks is so interesting because yeah. at first she's the homecoming queen you know she gave she's given secret hearts out to everybody you know the principal cried when she died the reverend was super sad when she died but she also forced her boyfriend to get into business with Leo Johnson to sell drugs so that she could get drugs for free mm-hmm. like that's yeah. like that's some well, evil, yeah, this evil is like stuff. honestly the first moment when I thought of Laura in a, like a negative way because even yep. though it talks about like negative things that she does, like oh, like the whole cocaine thing, whatever. Yeah, you're still using. you're That's still like using. okay, well, yeah. like she still she's was everyone's favorite. Yeah, well, but... she's like a troubled soul, and I feel like this is the first time that I'm like really starting to feel. Yeah, like, that she deserved it. Well, no, like sympathy for Bobby. Uh, well, like no, sympathy for Bobby. Yeah, I like, sympathy really Bobby thought he was time. such a douche. You know what I mean? Now like, you this understand so cocky, why he's you know? so messed up. Yeah, yeah. It's not Garland, obviously. No. That man's a saint. And, and you would have thought, yeah. Sorry. And they, and even his parents are like, they don't know what else. They said they they're beside themselves. They don't know what they yeah. could possibly be doing. They don't know why this is happening, and they're like aloof to what's going on. And that scenario doesn't make sense if Bobby is what is making Bobby the way he is yeah. but understanding that this has happened and this was the first time that I caught that and I recently um, my roommates watched Firewalk with me and I like kind of like 
watched it a little bit. I wanted to kind of hold off because I know we're going to watch it again, and I've only seen it the one time. So you watched but it with them? I you're, watched part of it with them. You're kidding I've me. I've seen it before. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being serious for a second. Uh, anyway, like, even, I don't know. I can't remember. You made me lose my drink. Damn, sing, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally sorry. kidding. I said that. to just bother you. No, uh, you can see, like, the parts of that already. Yep. Like, see, but, yeah, just, I won't go into it. But it's anyway. great. But, like, I don't know. I just, I think that it makes so much sense, like, psychologically that... Bobby puts on this front of being this super masculine person. You know, he barks at people, does all these like outlandish things. things like totally. to prove that he's he's a man. You know what I mean? And it's because Laura belittled him. Yeah. Yeah. Right when they first had sex. So then we cut to the officers walking through the woods and a raven watching them. Mm. A hawk tracks a path to the cabin. He looks at a broken uh, stick and he's like, there we go. No, just Hawk. Oh, <laughs> a raven's watching them and then Hawk is tracking back to the cabin. But Cooper says that it's the wrong cabin. Harry advises Dr. Hayward to hang back. The log lady greets them on the porch and she offers them tea and cookies. Um, Can we talk about it's Cooper's so funny outfit? Like, ah, he actually, looks so at the good. end of the episode, I'm going to give you your corner to talk about adorable Cooper stuff. Thank you. Yes, we're going to do that. Continue. Oh, wait, I have a few, That's so thank thing. you. Um, also, he at first he's like, oh, we would love to, but we need, have time. And Hawk shushes Cooper and he's like, yeah. shh. He's like, oh, yeah, no. Ooh, what kind of cookies? cookies? Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Hawk, for the first time, it's like, ever since he shared that poem last time about Diana Shapiro after shooting off guns, amen, brother. He's like, hey, hey, hey Cooper, shut up. This is my turf now. Gems from the show. But also, Hawk, I feel like this is kind of a moment for him to shine as well because he connects with the log lady. Yeah, totally. And on a spiritual level. They, they, You can tell that those characters are like mm-hmm. really destined times. to show Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well. With the log watching. It does not judge. <laughs> it does not judge. So the, she, says, she says that Stop the owls it. will not see them inside. Do you guys catch that? She's like, yeah, come yeah. inside. The owls won't see us. In yeah. Here. She then says that her log had something, saw something significant and that her husband, so she basically gives like the background that um, her husband was a lumberman and that he had met the devil. Yeah. He had met the devil. But it was that's like what, the and, day after their wedding. Is yeah. that what they said? Yeah, that's terrible. And yeah, and uh, Doc Hayward's like, this occurred the day after the wedding. Yeah, that sucks. She inter- She interprets the log for them. And it's this big, long thing about how it was dark. The owls were flying. There were two. There were two, two men. men and two girls, and he heard some screaming and stuff like that. It's interesting, mm-hmm. all of that what she said. But basically, it was just that there were two men, two girls. She also says a little bit of stuff about but, fire. Well, and she was also talking about somebody yep. else. There was somebody else, right, with a flashlight yeah. or yep. something, and flashlight on the hills. Yeah. Yeah. So then the men go further through the woods and find the cabin from the picture. They sneak up on it. And then that's when we get that killer for like, like uh, perfect yes. foreground to background shot of the four men. And um, you hear Into the Night by Julie Cruz playing in the background. And it's just it's just playing like endless on vinyl, which means it's been playing for like five days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that those part of the woods have just been grooving. Oh my gosh. That it, like is all so the crazy. all of the animals out there are just like mm, Laura has only been dead for like what, five days, six days? Yeah. That's just so crazy. The yeah, squirrels. it's wild. It's like, it's like uh, oh yeah. <laughs> our moves. Uh. So then uh Cooper sees that when he comes inside and he says there's always music in the air. Mm-hmm. And we see that there are red um Curtains. curtains all over the cabin. I'm gonna be honest. Leo and Jacques, 
pretty good interior decorators. Pretty cool looking <laughs> place. Looks like, pretty sick. Hey, you know what? Before we, you know, we should make it look nice for them. <laughs> it's just, well, it's funny because, like, the both of their own, I'm thinking like, red. Respective. Red, yeah. Hey, you think, hey, can you imagine? That's so crazy. I was thinking red, too. I brought a bunch of red cards Wait, no, no. It's not the football coach again. <laughs> oh, there. no. It's, it'd be funny, though, if it was, like. Tell you what. If it's Bernie Renard. <laughs> I don't even know it's not the football coach. <laughs> if Bernie Renault is in there. Maybe some red curtains up in here. <laughs> like, like, it'd be great if, like, oh yeah, maybe. sure, sure, we could maybe do that. Yeah, like, red oh, curtains. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. That's right. That's, that's right. right. So then, um, Cooper says there's always music in the air. There's a lot of parallels between the red room and here. Was there a black and white floor? Did you guys see a black and white? Black oh, and white I floor? don't Check. think so. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Oh no, it was carpet because they had blood on the carpet. Oh yeah. Okay. That's right. So then, um. <laughs> Uh, they find Waldo, the, the bird, bird the bird in the birdcage. Still, I don't know how often birds need to eat. I don't know anything know, right? about birds. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably need to. They were according to, to people as eating like a bird. Uh, but according to, like, but they—that's because they eat little seeds. According to Norman Bates, they eat a tremendous lot. So I'm pretty sure they need to eat a lot <laughs> Thank you. to survive. There's another psycho reference in this episode that I'm gonna really? point out later. Yeah, that I think. I mean, I think it's a psycho reference. So then. Um, they find Waldo. Some twine is on the floor along with a blood stain. Uh, and then Cooper, or no, Harry, like, messes with the cuckoo clock and opens up where, the like, the bird's supposed to come yeah. out. And then, like, a bunch of poker chips come out. Yeah. And one of them has the broken chip that's the same shape Iconic. as what's in Laura's so cool. t- stomach. I mean, case closed, right? Like, yeah. it's basically Super just like, that's cool. a wrap. Yeah. Like, we're done. So then we cut to... The Great Northern and guess, the Martells. So I'm trying to remember how they have any idea that Leo is involved because they have Leo's shirt that has Jacqueline's blood on it. Jacoby They're saw his red Corvette follow into the forest. Oh yeah. That night. When did he tell them that? He told them that last episode. He was like, "I tried following Laura, but my my car gave out, and then um, I I lost her. But then a red Corvette is went into the forest." Is that when he said he smelled like oil, or is that I'm trying to remember? Um, I don't have to check my notes, but that's how we found out that stuff about Leo. We also, when he threw the rock and he said Leo Johnson, it broke the glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So then the Martells enter the gala for the men from Iceland. Major Briggs chats um, with just a couple people and Jerry is just like laying down on Heba. I want to cook for you, is what he says. <laughs> Do you realize what would happen if we mixed our gene pools? I made it kind of sound like Jack Nance. Oh wait, what does he say? Is he has the glass of milk? It, we're not at that part yet. Okay, but okay. he's like, he's like, you mean to tell me your whole country's above the timberline? <laughs> uh, so then, like, just cut to next scene. We uh, Leland comes in and he's looking around. And he looks like he's having like major anxiety. Mm. Um, and so then Benjamin's telling jokes. He actually tells a really funny joke. He's like, "What what do you get when you cross a Swede and a Nor- Norwegian?" He says, "A socialist who wants to be a king." That's a great joke. Um, so then Catherine just blatantly pours champagne on his foot and basically is like, excuse me, gentlemen. She's like, meet me in your office in two minutes. He's like, go a little easy on the sauce tonight, darling. And yeah. She drinks it's hilarious. Really but I think it's, do you think all the people that Benjamin Horn was joking with and that saw Catherine like pour champagne on him, do you think they're all thinking like they're about to go have sex? Like that's definitely what's happening here. Like that was really I don't weird. think. If I saw that, I would be I'd like, like she's oh, pissed. he needs to dump that girl. Like. 
He he needs to get out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Piece of work. Yeah, I agree. I think she was a weird A. Oh, wait. Before all of this, I want to point this out now because I want to talk about it later. Before all of this is happening, before we see the gala, we see a slow motion shot of Josie smoking Mm. Uh in Ben Horn's office. Mm. So then we see Audrey enter her secret passage and she eavesdrops on Catherine and Ben talking in his office about the poker chip. And she's like, I thought you wanted women who had experience. She smacks him four three, times. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like repeatedly. Yeah. And then he says... Are you quite finished? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben's like, are you finished? And then she slaps again. He's like, well, then. And then they do the classic Hollywood kiss, which is like, we don't want to do this, but we but have like, to. like, very forced. Yeah. Smush faces. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Gross. And then he <laughs> says that he's going to give... He says <laughs> that he's going to give Josie one more chance to sell... Um, so that he can at least look like a professional and they start making out. So then, and then Audrey puts the piece back over the like peephole and she starts laughing, but the, her laugh kind of sounds like a cry, doesn't it? it yeah. It kind of sounds like a, like what you do before you're about to start crying. Like, oh, it's so, it's so, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> not exactly like that. Like, every I'm time a, I at cry. Harrison, not a funeral. <laughs> it's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, Jerry's trying to give a speech, um, but then he's interrupted by some music, some intense jazz music. And then Cr- Leland cries out, grabs his hand, and then drops to his knees, and then he starts dancing. He's just like, well, first of all, who put the music on? Second of all, like, it, like oh, he's just like, I, I have to do what I have to do. This is just yeah. what I do now. And then... <laughs> I love how Ben makes Catherine dance with him, and then her trying to dance with him is hilarious. She's, know, she's like, like trying to like mimic is his like, like bawling his eyes out. Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. and then everyone else like starts like, oh, can I, can I, sorry, what was he like? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone else in it like at the party is like, okay, this is what we do. This is what they do in America. Let's join it. And then everyone starts going around. <laughs> I know that was so cute. That's, yeah, it's hilarious. She's just like. I love that that's, the that's idea. like a scene in 13 going on 30. Totally. Then all the Icelanders oh, are true. like are like doing the dance with them and then we cut to Audrey and she's just watching and crying, like yeah. bawling her eyes out. So Wait, then, is that in Princess Diaries too or something? That someone puts ice down ice down their oh, yeah, chair and they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, "Oh no, that's in what a girl wants." Yes, okay, yes, sorry. Yes. That was important for me to that's point good. out. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like the cross. We've covered George of the Jungle 13 going on 30. Yeah, it's this in is Montana. What a so, girl wants. Then we see Josie smoking again in Ben's office, and we see Maddie creeping through the uh, Palmer house, and then she calls Donna on the phone, and she's basically just like, yo, I found the secret hiding place. I found this tape, and like, I'll see you later. And then we, in the background, we hear Sarah be like, Leyland! Leyland! Like, <laughs> where did you go? What? <laughs> 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 And then, and then, like, really faintly in the Donna! Dang it! <laughs> Maddie's like, I can't talk right now. Donna! No, 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 it'd be better if it was, like... As soon as she's like, bring Donna! No, it's, it's like, Madeline's like, I'm so sorry, I can't talk right now. Leland! Leland! Donna! Like, like way <laughs> in the background. Um, okay. Mike is in bed. <laughs> so then Benjamin enters his office and turns on a light. Josie is there in the room and she says that no one saw her come in. Uh, she found the second book of Catherine in her, uh, the second book in Catherine's desk. And she says that's where he said it would be. Cause Ben told her that. 
And then Boom. Ben tells Josie that they can proceed tomorrow night to burn the mill. So she she's in on the plan. Yeah. Here's my question. We were shown Josie in the office before the gala, which means she's been in the office when Catherine and and, and Ben went in there and started making out too. She's just like like sitting in there. Was this that, is not her a, first rodeo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> rodeo. So um but that 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 continuity is weird, right? Like, yeah, it is, is weird. Do they make out in his office? Yeah, is that's his, for office. Sure his office. Yeah, and she even says, "Meet me in your office in two minutes." Maybe okay. she hid in the secret he, tunnels. Secret tunnels. No, 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 no. I'm telling you guys, it's secret a secret tunnels. Oh, I'm just gonna say, like Ben Horn, like he does not like Catherine. You know, I don't think he does. At least he likes her toes. No, I think he's Probably. doing. He's trying no, he to like does. get like, on her good side. I think he's using her. I don't think Ben Horn likes anybody. So I I that's know. right. Would you like that toad of a lady? <clears throat> I don't think so. She is a toad. Yeah, she's kind of just old. But you got personal business. <laughs> personal business. <laughs> so then, um, Ben tells Josie we can proceed for tomorrow night. Basically, just like so, everyone knows that the that Something's the going on. that the mill's gonna burn. Like yeah. everyone knows that. So then Shelly lights a cigarette on, off of the stove like a total badass. And then yep. Leo drives up in his old truck. He pulls out two cans of gasoline out of the shed. He's about to put it in the truck. And then Hank comes in and just starts like whooping his ass. And war- he, he warns him not to compete. So it, whoop, whoop. Are, are we allowed to believe that Hank was in charge of the drug trade before... He get put like before he went behind bars, and that Leo took it over. Well, because he says he's like, I wanted you to like, I wanted you to help out, not like start yeah. your own, yeah, whatever. Compete. Yeah, that's interesting. So then Leo walks in his house. He's very bloody and dirty, and pushes Shelly to the ground, telling her to get him a beer. And then she pulls a gun on him. She's like trying to be nice to him too. She's, yeah, she's like, like, "Are you okay? Sweetie, are you okay? Like, like what happened? Yeah. He does not disobey. He of that. he shoots her, ass, or huh? she shoots him. She shoots him, and then he hits the light, and the light is swinging back and forth, and that happens that in Psycho. That's all we see. Yeah, happens in Psycho. Oh, yeah, crazy. at the end of Psycho. So then, um, I will say for a dude who is already regularly like mean and will beat a woman for no reason, yeah, getting beat up by a dude, you're probably going to be, I'm imagining this from the perspective of a wife beater, if beating women is one of your favorite things to do, you're probably even more inclined to beat a woman after getting beat up yourself. Yes. It's one of his uh, top five favorite hobbies. We cut back to the Great Northern, and Cooper's walking down the hallway to the sound of the men singing and notices that his room is ajar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The light's mm-hmm. off. Okay, I want to know, Kenna, what did you think he was going to find in there? I I didn't know. Did you think it was going to be Audrey I definitely did not think it was going to be that, but I was Audrey's very happy with it. in his bed. I thought it was going to be somebody who was trying to kill him. That Like, yeah. even watching it for the second time, I forgot that Audrey was in the bed, and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody is going to, like, try and hurt him. And if I were Cooper... And I walked into that room, turned the light on, and I had that gun up next to my ear like that. I would have been like, <laughs> like, oh gosh, like I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, you would <laughs> have dropped the, the gun and that your pants, been... and you would have. <laughs> <been. laughs> that would have been a really great just gag if he had shot the gun, or if he, he just it it just goes in that shot on him and he goes, 18, right? Okay, <laughs> and then oh, like leaves the frame looks and back into it. the camera. So then, so for the listeners, I know you, know you, you were all supposed to see, watch the episode before you watch this, but. Uh, or listen to this. He enters the with the room with his gun drawn and finds Audrey naked in bed crying. She asks him not to make her leave. And what's a guy to do? Well, I mean, what is a guy to if do? If she didn't want to get kicked out, she should have held the covers a little bit lower. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> I guess that's true. I He's guess that's true. Less likely to kick her out. If... Okay. Statistically speaking, I think you're right. Yeah. Studies show. Studies so, show. all right, let's head to the red room for some supernatural forces in Twin Peaks. Oh, got your driver's license last week. <laughs> Okay, so. Take a look at my girlfriend. Girlfriend. She's the only one. This goes so contrary to this song. I know. Okay, so I think the big, the most important thing I want to point out is the all the owl talk and fire talk with the log lady this episode. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about the owl sea. The owl. The owls were flying that night. The owls were moving. lots of birds lots in of, general. Yeah, because we see the raven and there's hawk there. Because <clears throat> it's it's very and there's hawk. I don't know. And there's I think Andy birds are, who looks like a bird. Waldo. <laughs> Waldo. No, Waldo, birds are a very Waldo. cool symbol though, because yeah, they totally. are always watching. It's like, like yeah. they are. You never symbol. see them. They're oh, just like, there though. But like, have you watching. seen those ads? Like birds aren't real. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if any of that has to do with Twin Peaks because I feel like Twin Peaks alludes to like there's something like they up are with the birds. Like there, there's some supernatural thing going on with birds. They're not real. It doesn't even like. It's not even a subliminal thing. They say owls are watching, which is not yeah. something that they. I mean, they look at you, but watching you would be. Yeah, that, that's that would very be, unsettling. That'd be weird. The owls have notebooks. And they jot little notes down about, about what you. we do. The owls have little lollipops that they can never finish by licking them, and they have to <laughs> crunch count. them. They'll never know they how many know how licks many. it takes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna this head. We're gonna head to the double R, where we do a lot this more stuff. We have a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> we do more stuff. More. All right, hold on. Let me do that again. All right, we're gonna head to the double R, where we have most of our segments for the rest of the night. <laughs> Not really good. Okay, so before we get too hot and heavy in the double R, like Hank and um, his uh, his Domino, let's. Uh, I want to. We're gonna have two new so segments that we're doing this week. Um, one is gonna be Kenna's cute Cooper corner. So <laughs> I'm gonna turn over the time to Kenna. Cool. Talk about all the cute things about Cooper this week. Well, we already talked about some of the things. Um, I'm going to take my voice every time that I do this segment <laughs> to like a cute voice. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. This is my normal <laughs> this voice. This is my normal voice. <laughs> uh, well, we already talked about the cute little, I thought it was very cute, the 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 box totally. thing. Yeah, yeah, very cute of him to do Can that. Do box Where he's like, no more donuts. I'm a fan of you telling that. Harry. Harry. Any more donuts? <laughs> <laughs> His lips could all be any more donuts. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, honestly, the main thing I want to point out, there's lots of, I think there's always lots of cute Cooper things. What about his outfit, though? But yeah, that's the main thing I want to highlight today is the cute um, FBI bomber almost. It's not a bomber. It's not a bomber, but it, it's like a bomber windbreaker combination. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's a super stylish. It's a bomber windbreaker combination. <laughs> FBI jacket. One that I, unlike any I have ever seen, with like yeah. a mock neck underneath, a stripe mock, just like one yeah. stripe, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like very fitted to his body, and he looks very slim and nice. Like, thank heavens, right? Uh, thank heavens. He looks really, and then his hair is like very no. Yeah. His hair is very put together in this episode. His hair looked great like, this episode. At other episodes, it's like I we don't know what's Incredible. going on sometimes, but yeah. Cute Cooper. Cre- thank you. And that's for all your, I cute, have for Cooper 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 his okay. for Cooper Corner. Cute his, Cooper Corner. His face when he sees Audrey is like. I don't know, like big doe eyes, like yeah. But like, it's but he's uh, not like no. No, he's not like oh yeah. It's, like it's good of him also because he is like I need to get out of here. Like, I yeah. need to leave. <laughs> It'd be funny if he, he was talking to Diane. He goes, Diane, I received my package. <laughs> um, oh, and he hangs up. Oh, Our other new segment is doubles. We're gonna be counting all the doubles of the episode. So the only one I got is two doctors. Um. We had Dr. Jacoby oh. talking to the to the uh, Bobby's family, the Briggs, right. and then we had Dr. Hayward going with the police. So it's basically like two investigations by doctors, and then like we have multiple birds in this episode. Yeah. We have mentions there of owls. Are, we have the raven. We have like hawk. We have Waldo. Bird characters though. There's like the crow that goes with them, and then or the raven I guess that goes with them, and then um, Waldo. The, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to think. It's kind of it. There okay. is the conversation is not the same, but the only romantic conversations, really the only romantic conversations in the show happen in very similar ways where it's just the two of them. Yeah. Because there's Ed and Norma and then there's Donna. And they're kind of like breaking two points in, in relationships. Yeah. We can make it if we try. Okay. We're going to go to questions of the week. I have two questions. Okay. Why would someone stick an issue of Flash World, World to their ceiling? What's so the, that they could look at it when they were laying on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Easy access. But then free. you. But Fun. you can't. Screw you guys. You can't Jacques Renault flip it. Ideology. Yeah. You, you, uh, can't, you can't flip the pages. Yeah. Jacques Renault definitely can't reach that high either. So I don't. He know. also yeah. can't weed. <laughs> I don't think. I think he's looking at the picture. So you think you think Leo and Jacques were hanging out at Jacques' apartment one day? He's like, "Hey, you just, you just leave Jacques." I, or, I almost said Jacques World. You just see Flesh World laying out. Jacques World. <laughs> Jacques Jacques. World. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's just all uh, pictures of like those belly it's, men. It's his tonnage Ew. being gained over years and years. Oh, tonnage. It's just haunches. Okay. So then <laughs> it does kind of feel like they plan to have an insert. You know, yeah. where it was like pointing under a ceiling tile or something. Yeah. And then they were like, that doesn't actually make sense. And then they just got rid of it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, yeah. Do you think Leo suggested it? He's like, hey, what are you doing with this just hanging, like laying around? Like, put it on the ceiling. That's what I, I do. That's where I put my Shelly never looks up. blood on them. I, I feel like also, too, like when they were getting together, they were doing drugs and they were drinking. Yeah, so, so they, they weren't, weren't like really in their right probably, mind. Yeah, they probably weren't like completely there. When that happened. I was asking very hypothetically and, and rhetorically. But no. now we're de- we've no, got you've gotten got to the, the bottom of okay, it. Okay, so my second question: Why would Shelly shoot Leo if her and Bobby have already like set him up by the law and planning on getting him arrested? Um, because Bobby gave her the gun. Well, also he was gonna straight beat her, and she yeah, knows but what that's like. What you do I is you call the police. You. She he already called her and he told her, "I'm coming home today." So, he, she could have had the police waiting for him. I don't know if they meant. I mean, they already un. They already showed us that he doesn't die because yeah. In in the in the promo for the next episode. Yeah, it shows it. But I wonder if she meant to just like kind of maim disable, him. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think the gun was like she was not gonna let him beat him again. Yeah. Beat her again. I mean, and so I think that they had like a plan, and I don't think she was gonna. He, she didn't think he was gonna come home that angry. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. 
What's that racket out outside? Was that Hank? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, again, freaking again. Okay, we're gonna do a uh, favorite scene, and we're gonna go around. We're gonna start with Sarah, and then we'll go Kenna, me, then Brad. Favorite scene of the episode. Um, my favorite scene is when I. Okay. I have two. So cheesiest scene that I felt like had no purpose in the episode. You but can't I, have two. You can only pick I one. I thoroughly enjoyed it was James and Donna in the gazebo. Like everything <laughs> about it made absolutely no sense. And I loved it. Um, but I also love any Audrey and Cooper interaction. And I love when. Which one? The first one. Okay. So um, is that yours? Is that the one you pick? You can only pick one. You can't leave like only uh, two scenes left for us. I'll, I'll choose the James and Donna one because okay. that one was bizarre and I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. Okay. Kenna. I also have two. <laughs> um, I know. But I will just say one. I like the tea party scene with the log lady. Oh, that's great. That episode, that, that scene is fantastic. Yeah. Scene's just good. Yeah, it is. Um, Stuff is, we're, we figure stuff out. And I like the dynamic yep. that they have with the log lady in general. I agree. They're so respectful to her. Yeah, they're they're Even super cool about it. you were like, she'd be a patient no, yeah. where I work. She she seems like a... a um. A uh, mental cat. hospital lady. Someone that needs to be there. So my favorite scene is probably Audrey um, interrogating Emery Battis to get that job at the perfume counter. That's right. Effing incredible. Mm-hmm. So great. That, her hair in that scene is great, too. Much better than the funeral hair. Much better than George the Jungle mother-in-law hair. Facts. Yes. Okay. She's got the Draco Malfoy slicked hair. No, she looks oh. good. Um, I'm trying to think. That reminds uh, me of Phoebe more Bridgers. Of the scenes in this episode. Yes. I can't think of anything. I feel like I've just completely drawn a blank. Uh, the the Catherine and Ben making out in his office getting slapped around. That's a long. That hasn't time. been taken yet. No. Leland dancing, dancing with Catherine. Out. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I had one and I forgot it. Just like I really liked the whole investigation at. Jacques' apartment and getting to the cabin. Like, those yeah. two parts just felt really cool, them, like, doing police work. So I will say those parts, just when they're not really doing a lot of talking, but just kind of, like, going through clues and stuff, that was really cool. Also, Andy talking to Shelly was hilarious. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. hilarious. Jacques Renault? Okay. He's not here right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you could probably leave a message for him since... You live here, <laughs> and I don't live here, so I won't be back here unless, unless I come back me. here or you call <laughs> the police station. <laughs> I just like, I wish that this was also a video just for the impersonation because your eyes get huge. I know. Like yeah, that's and true. And it's like your face morphs into Andy's face <laughs> as you're talking. It's so weird. Okay, so now we're going to go around and we're going to do who won the episode. It can be a character, it can be an actor, it can be a um an animal it, it could be a crew be yeah it could a, be waldo uh, uh it could be the darkness uh, of the woods uh, it could be flesh world right, to we're, the ceiling. we're gonna start with uh kenna and we're gonna go in a reverse order to me uh i already forgot her name but the writer uh you mean the director the director i mean sorry leslie lincoln glatter leslie Epic i will never Epic. forget her name she's like actually like i'll put her never mind she, her name it. has like a similar effect and like feel as like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you yeah. know. 
has a great consonants. Three. Or no, syllables. That's not syllables. why. I like thinking like, you're gonna say link later, and I'm like, because it's it's all two syllables. It's all like powerful. It's Leslie Linka Glatter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys, don't attack me. I'm not. I'm not. All right. You Sarah, literally. Who won the episode? You're literally punch, punch. punching me in the face. <laughs> punch, Ow. Punch. Punch. You're up. If I Skip. say it, it happens. Um. Uh. I think that. Um, dang it! I there's so many people I think just killed it this episode. Um, I think that okay, Brad. No, okay. Angelo Battlemente. No, anyway, I think that. Um, I, I think that I just love Cooper so much in that turtleneck that he wins yeah. that episode for me. That's, I was going to say Norma because I appreciate Norma, like speaking the truth and just being real with Ed, mm-hmm. um, and her Elvis hair. Oh yeah. That was the other scene that I was going to choose as mine. Cause I really like that scene. Um, I think actually one of my favorite scenes and I'll give this to Jerry because I was right at the beginning of the episode, Jerry's like energy and like the way he's like so excited about all these guys being there and like his personality just is bleeding through like everything that he's doing. It's just really hilarious and like really engaging and it got me hooked immediately. And I think he had more screen time than usual in this episode, but he was awesome. He killed it the whole time. So I really like Jerry in this episode. For me, it's a Leslie Linka Glatter. You already knew that though, like Mm -hmm. easily. Like her direction is so incredible. Yeah, this it's so good. It's totally different. The, it's like the whips between um, the oh yeah the, uh, Garland and the, and Mama Briggs. Briggs. Yeah, yeah. Almost she just swivels. kills it. Yeah, yeah. And she's so good. The greatest shot I think in this episode, uh, and we talked booth, about this is right? when yeah when Maddie and the hideous couple are talking at the booth, and <laughs> it just like the goes around to Hank who heard their conversation and then frames them on the other side of him. It's oh, it's so, so cool. great. Yeah, it's really cool. She's even, so underrated. Even the shot where they're they're looking at that photograph of the the guy the, I don't know is he transgender or is he yeah transvestite. Oh okay. Yeah. And he he drops a picture. I don't know. Did, I don't know if you guys noticed it that. Goes out of frame or out, out of focus. Yeah, it goes out of focus. But they didn't have to do that. I just thought no. that was also when cool. Cooper picks up the the chip. She, he's like perfectly framed yeah. center, and so is the chip. And then it, when it cuts to his. POV shot, it's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be posting a lot of pictures from that episode, that episode on the really It's cool. so good. Okay, we're going to go over the Log Lady intro for next week, and then we're going to say a couple more things, and we'll head out. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, yet there are those who open many eyes. Eyes are the mirror of the soul, someone has said. So we look closely at the eyes to see the nature of the soul. Sometimes when we see the eyes, those horrible times when we see the eyes, eyes that, that have no soul, then we know a darkness. Then we wonder, where is the beauty? There is none if the eyes are soulless. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's really wow. great. That's really great. Or you say something about 
you have no soul if you have one eye. Is that what you're saying? No. Kinda? Oh, okay. I uh, was going to talk about gingers and stuff, but <laughs> I just <laughs> won't. Nadine is actually, but I won't go there. That's, I know. Yeah. So ah! Hmm. Her and Mike? Oh, okay. Interesting. So, um, uh, 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 this is my I, favorite episode of the season one so far. Like, of of yes. our rewatch? Yeah, this is my favorite episode. I really it's like so really, It's I, just I so say, great. Like, um, this one had a lot, rewatching it, paying more attention, just being like, to, to be working with uh, not much happens, you know, yep. like not yep. uh, not a ton yeah. of plot elements and stuff. It's yeah. just like it, it's significant. Like there is significant stuff that happens, but not really. It's the performances are done really well, and yep. it's just mm-hmm. it's put together in a way that's more entertaining than some episodes where the source, like not the source material, but the like the I guess I'm saying what am I trying to say? The things that happened in the episode were not just what made the episode exciting. This yep. was just an excitingly put together episode. I agree. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. It was. Well it's so well crafted. That that's probably a perfect. A that's a perfect easier way, way to say what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. It was really well crafted. Well, guys, next week we will be back together. We will be um, covering the uh, penultimate episode of this season, also known as Realization Time, which was directed by Caleb Deschanel. <gasps> hey, Zoe Deschanel's dad. Nice. And, and isn't the mom? Their mom is Donna's. Is mom Donna's as well. mom? Yep. Wow. All right, guys. This was fun. See you guys next week. People working together. I don't know why I thought of that. Waldo. Put put a lamb's leg on his desk. I thought that was funny. Jacques, don't pay me nothing. I'm no mule. Why is he Jar Jar Binks? He's a bartender, isn't he? He got personal business. You say you had like a personally signed card from that actor. I say you a picture of one. Yeah. Um, my sorry, birthday's coming does, up. Does he make cameos? I think. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be great. No, so I literally found it, someone took a picture of a signed card from Clay Wilcox with, with 